Hey there, my name's Brittany, and this is the Milkweed Musings Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for episode 9. This week I have some pretty exciting news, and I'm going to talk about it the whole episode. <laughs> uh, there is now a community herbal garden in Brantford, Ontario. Um, so I've been dreaming about this project for a couple of years and didn't know exactly how to make it happen, but it seems to have fallen into my lap quite easily with the help of some wonderful and generous people. So the community garden that I'm helping out with is run through an organization called Equal Ground Community Gardens. There are at least 100 community gardens in Brantford. There's a lot of them. I'm starting an herbal one, so there's going to be lots of different herbs in it. I am part of a garden on a friend's property that has vegetables as well. So I'm just one bed of the, the four bed community garden. Um, I'm going to share the exact location of the garden on my social media when it's been listed on their website. Um, I've never actually really used a community garden before because I've always had my own garden. But now that I'm moving into the city, I'm going to take full advantage of the community and its gardens and I'm looking forward to it. So community gardens are not meant to just be taken from. It's all about the community's effort to grow the plants together. If you're walking by on a hot, dry day, feel free to water the gardens as part of the giving in the give and take relationship. We must nurture the gardens before we can take from them. That's the whole premise, right? And the whole concept of teamwork is so strong in community garden as well. It's all the members of the community working together to create food for everyone. We're all in this together, right? So I have this big vision for a community herbal garden. It might not come to complete fruition this year, but next year I will continue to grow my ideas. Usually community gardens are vegetable-based to provide food for the community, but I think there's a huge place for herbs here too. So like I said, the garden I'm a part of has lots of vegetables, and then one of the beds will be dedicated to herbs or is dedicated to herbs, it's already been planted. <laughs> um, I'm going to have all kinds of herbs here. So there's culinary herbs, and there are medicinal herbs, and there are the ones that are a little bit in between. Could be used in the kitchen, but could also be used as medicine. So actually, culinary herbs have so many medicinal benefits too, and that's a huge part of this for me, is education. I really want to show the community what can be done with these plants. So the garden has popular herbs like basil, thyme, oregano, chives, rosemary. But all of these herbs are medicinal as well. So most of them have antimicrobial effects, meaning that they fight off bacteria and other pathogens. And they also have each their own unique qualities when it comes to interacting with the human body. So here's the plan. Plants that are going in will be the culinary ones as mentioned, plus um, some more medicinal ones like calendula, lemon balm, and feverfew, as an example. Um, it's going to be a great way, I think, to open people's eyes to the world of medicinal plants and start slowly. Also, to, just to watch these plants grow through each stage of their, of their life and their season, to start to recognize them, and to start to see them as something beneficial and something that we can work with. And all the herbs that are going in are super safe. And the education portion, portion is going to come in through this podcast and my Instagram and at the garden itself physically. So I'm going to have resources available at the garden. 
it will be labeled as a medicinal and culinary garden. And my dream and my goal is to have information sheets or information cards about each plant and how they can be worked with. The cards will have recipes for culinary inspiration, like salad dressings or pestos, but also recipes like um, recipes for medicine, like teas or infused oils or syrups. The possibilities with these plants are endless. So I want to talk about the culinary herbs specifically to start and how special they are and what can be done with them other than cooking. But please definitely cook with them. They Cooking with them is a really great way to get the medicine into your body without really feeling like you're taking any medicine. And there's so much flavor um, and benefit from just plain old cooking with herbs. The fresh flavor in itself brings so much life to a dish. Each week I'm going to profile one of the herbs in the community garden until I've run out of herbs to profile. <laughs> And that way we can begin to understand how powerful these plants are and the huge variety of ways to work with them. So this week I'm going to start with thyme. So thyme is one of the herbs that's been planted. It's a perennial actually, and if, if the winters aren't too harsh, it'll come back lovely. Um, it's a smaller plant. It doesn't get too tall. It stays close to the ground. It's got these really tiny leaves on it. Um, but it is the leaves that we use for medicine. It's also got a really quite woody stem, so we don't eat the stem, we pull the leaves off. Um, but this one, thyme, is super helpful to relieve sluggish digestion, which is part of the reason why it's used in cooking so much. It's also strongly antimicrobial and antiseptic, so it's really helpful at cleaning external wounds, but can also be used internally to fight infection. So it's used a lot for respiratory and digestive infections, or things like laryngitis, tonsillitis, sore throat, and then coughs, bronchitis, asthma, and then specifically some childhood um, conditions like bedwetting and diarrhea. So for those two, time has like an astringent, astringent effect, which helps to dry the body tissues and kind of tighten things up. Um, a really important concept in herbal medicine is that we must get the herb in contact with the surface that needs to be treated. So, for example, with time, if we are treating a wound on the skin, we would, apply, we would apply a liniment or a salve directly onto the wounded skin so that it's in contact with it. And if we're treating a sore throat or tonsillitis, then we would do a gargle with a strong infusion of time so that the insides of the mouth have time touching it. An infusion, by the way, just means tea. Just means the herb is in water and it sits there for five or ten minutes or more and infuses the water. So you would just strain that and gargle that so that the time infusion can touch the affected area. And then if we're treating a digestive complaint, then we want to consume the time in some way. So we could cook with it or we can make an infusion slash tea again, or we could do a tincture, which is just an alcohol infusion, taken in smaller quantities. So anything that we consume and we swallow goes into our stomach and our digestive system, and so that way it can touch the affected areas. And if we're looking to treat a respiratory complaint, the best way to reach the lungs is with a steam. So you would place a bowl of boiling water on the table or the floor, 
put some fresh thyme in there or dried thyme if you have to and then you would place your head over the bowl and cover yourself in the bowl with a towel so that all the steam hits your face and you can breathe it into the respiratory tract it's really hot <laughs> but it's it smells great and it's really really effective and the energetics of thyme so thyme has the qualities of pungency or spiciness it is hot and it is drying so the heat and the drying aspects of thyme make it great for treating slow moving cold and damp conditions which explains why it's so great for digestive help and respiratory complaints it's even said that the smell of thyme maybe in a diffuser for example can bring concentration and focus to the mind and even boost the immune system Thyme is a perennial, so once you plant it, like I said, it'll keep providing for you year after year. So uh, come on over to the community garden which, once the location is listed. Um, there will be recipes there for you to explore, hopefully. And I hope you take some time, <laughs> pun intended, to explore this herb, get to know it, use it. Even just walk by and pluck one leaf and taste it fresh and, and see how that feels for you. I am going to end this episode with a quote because I always like to make you think. And today wasn't much of a thinking episode, but this quote is by Mary Davis. To walk into nature is to witness a thousand miracles. So my questions for you based on that are, what miracles have you witnessed today in nature? So don't forget to get out there, soak up the sun and the heat, let yourself sweat a little, find some nature and notice the miracles. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear all about the miracles that you're witnessing in nature today. So please comment on the posts on Instagram or Facebook um, related to this podcast and we'll get the conversation started. I hope you're all doing well and enjoying our early summer. Thank you for tuning in to the Milkweed Musings podcast, wishing you the happiest of Wednesdays, radiance and roses.